Hey, 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 it's your girl. Just call me Jay Nicole. And this bookcast is about none other than why yours truly. But most importantly, it's about life with my bookends. So who are or what are my bookends, you may ask? They're my wonderfully talented two sons, also known as my heart and my heartbeat. Without them, life just was incomplete. And I know a lot of people are like, eh, but one of the biggest things that I desired in life was to become a mother. And at 18, I was told that there was a slim to none chance that that would even happen. So when God bestowed them upon me, they made my life complete. And they hold me upright. They give me perspective on what life is and what I should be doing in life. They actually give me purpose each and every day. And because of them, I now have this podcast to share with you the day in the life of the Walkers, or more specifically, the day in the life of Just Call Me Jay Nicole and life with my bookends. Hey, 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 it's your girl, just call me Jay Nicole, and I'm coming to you with yet another episode. And again, I'm not in my car, guys. I am creating a habit of not being in my car. I don't know how that even feels. Okay, all jokes aside, so I come to you guys today talking about communication. And just to let you guys know, I'm going to preface this by saying if you hear some outbursts or whatever, my son is raging or whatever you want to call it between video games and um, watching videos with his friends. That's like the new thing. But it's a form of communication nonetheless. They get on this um, app called House Party and they're all on there. They can see one another. It's like three way for me back in the day on drugs they can see each other as well as talk to one another and it's like a gazillion of them all at one time how they manage to talk to one another I will never understand because it always sounds like everybody's just shouting all at one time and as a school teacher I'm like we can only sing together we can't talk together but you know who am I I'm just this old bitty up here, this, the teacher slash mom who's just trying to check kids, right? But in adult news, when we're talking about communication, something was brought to my attention or something came to my attention, rather. I was holding a conversation with my grandmother and she asked a lot of questions in, in regards to me and my husband. Like, where is he? Is he at work? I'm like, I don't know. And as bizarre as it may sound, the tone for this petard, this petard, this part of our relationship was set decades, literally decades ago. My then boyfriend, now husband, felt some kind of way about me asking him about his whereabouts. So it was like, you know, you're trying to check me, you're trying to have tabs on me. Um, I won't go off on a tangent. I'll just say. The tone was set. And so after going through my whole spiel with, you know, feeling like, oh, my God, is he trying to hide something? Is he trying to do this? I was like, bump it. You know what? If you don't want to tell me where you at and you wind up dead in somebody's gutter, or whatever, 
That's your fault. I don't know where you are. Your mama and and them gonna call me looking for you, and I can't tell them nothing. And I'm just gonna have to, you know, go back and say your son ain't never wanted to let me know where he was. And so there you go. I can tell you the two places he works at. Any additional questions? And I would probably be prime suspect. I'll be public enemy number one. You guys will be trying to show me up on Snapped and everything. And it will be so far from the truth. But in communication, one of the biggest things that you need in a relationship is just that communication. Whether it be with your spouse or loved one, whether it be with your children, and even in my line of work, With my students, if I don't communicate expectations, what the assignment is, or just have clear communication, a lot of things can get lost in transition and translation. Um, A good example is the other day, literally, we're only three days into the school year, and I had to send an, an email, a nasty gram, to a parent about her son's behavior. And not just her, but there, because I did email both the mom and the dad. And I looked at our student chart. I'm in a co-taught classroom. If you guys don't know what that is, it means that there are two teachers in the classroom simultaneously. There is a general education um, teacher and there is a special education um, teacher in the classroom because we have integrated the classroom with both students with disabilities as well as students who don't have disabilities okay there goes your background on what I do so we're sitting in the classroom and on this particular day my general ed teacher had to leave and so I was left to to take over the class for the remainder of the day so I'm the special education teacher I teach I know the content just like a general ed it just means that I specialize on being able to reach those kids who have learning disabilities or other disabilities that a general education teacher may not so I'm sitting there and our general ed teacher had put together a seating chart she puts it on the board and sort of flipped um, as far as appearance and I even when the students come in they're like Miss Walker where do I sit? I have to sit there and look at it a little bit and digest it. And like, oh, okay, this makes sense now. Okay, you sit right here. And even sometimes I use contextual clues like, oh, that's so-and-so. So you're sitting next to so-and-so. Like I had to rely on that at one point. But all that to say is when I had had an issue with a student's behavior, I reverted to the seating chart and flipped it by accident and I don't mean physically flipped it but when I was looking at it what I thought was at the bottom I thought was um, at the bottom of the chart that was on the board I thought that was the that symbolized the front I didn't use all my contextual clues I'll be honest about it and when I went back and I looked at it after realizing I had sent an email to the wrong student's parents I freaked out And guess what? I had to go back and apologize profusely first and foremost. And I owned up to my BS and to my goof and to my mistake. But I communicated with those parents. This was my era. It was not a problem with your student. 
I sincerely apologize. He has actually been an extremely great student. And um, then I followed up with the email with a phone call because I'm like, I'm not just going to allow this to fly by through an email because some things can't be um, communicated as sincerely as they should via email. Just like there are different tones when you talk, there are different tones that people receive stuff via email. So I reach out to the correct parents about the correct student and the mom replies back and it's very just like eh. I mean she pretty much said if you continue to have a problem with him you know I spoke to him and everything we're on top of it he's been reprimanded if you continue to have problems with him please let us know well guess what I'm gonna have to let her know but that communication, that was probably an opportunity, a lost opportunity for me to pick up the phone and reach out and say, hey, this is Mrs. Walker. I had a particular problem with your student today. And I just wanted to follow, you know, let you know, this is our school's policy and our classroom policy, you know, whatever the case may be. And she may have had a different tone when she replied. So... Going back to my grandmother and her hundred questions that she loved to ask. I love you, Graham. When people ask me questions about my husband, I can tell you honestly, because we communicate great when we are separated. So when he's at work and I'm at work or when he's at work and I've gone away to like over the weekend because he has two, two jobs a month. Um, and sometimes on the weekend he's working and I may dart off to go visit my grandmother um, because I know that he's not going to be there. So there's no time that's going to be lost. He will call me a gazillion times and we will talk. And even I'm like scratching my head like this dude doesn't call me a hundred times. So, you know, he don't even talk to me when we're at home. Which brings me to when we are together there's very little interaction, very little conversation. And I have stressed to him um, for a, maybe a year plus as our oldest son was progressing to the point where we I knew he would be leaving the house. And I kept telling my husband, like, we got to figure out who we are down to communication. We need to start back dating one another. We just need to talk more because I don't even know what you like anymore. Like who, who you were then when I first met you at the young and ripe age of 18 and 19. I don't know who you are now versus me being 40. Like there's a lot of change that has taken place. And the same, the things that I liked when I was 18 and 19 are not necessarily the same things I like as a 40 year old. Like, it was cute to sit up underneath your, you know, boyfriend when he was playing a video game at 18 and 19. It was cute to step underneath your boyfriend when he was having guy time playing cards and whatnot. That ain't cute, dude. That ain't cute anymore as a 40-year-old. We need to do some grown and sexy stuff. Like, we need to have adult conversations. We need, And it's cool. I'm saying, like, if you guys still can connect like that, that that's cool. But not for me. That's not what I, that's not my zhuzh anymore. I'm just like, if I had to watch you play a video game and then listen to your both of your sons play, 
I, I am. I will be unsnapped, guys. <laughs> I will be unsnapped because I would have snapped on all three of the boys up in this Walker household. So it brings me to the questions now that I'm going to pose for you guys. What is great communication? There are some people who are just not a very verbal communicators of sorts. They can text you all day long. They can email you all day long and it that's sufficient for them. And then there are people who have to have face-to-face interaction with you. I have an administrator who I work with and we have great interaction face-to-face. And we are friends on Facebook, which is ironic enough. And we hardly say anything to one another on the Facebook. Like she, she might like a picture here and there, um, but she never comments. But that's not her thing. But we have great connection offline. So guys, okay, I got to pause for a moment because my son actually called right in the middle of me talking. So I have no idea what I'm talking about. But nonetheless, it's, it's, it's great that we are talking about communication or I'm talking to you guys about communication and he calls in the midst of it because my son and I have great communication, like superb communication. I actually am working on helping my youngest one to develop that type of relationship with me as well. And it's not because I want them to have identical relationships. I just want him to be able to communicate with me, especially when there's something going on. We recently had, um, like three or four mass shootings um, within, I think they were in, all in the same day. And I think a lot of times people go out and they do things because they have no other way of communicating how they feel. And I don't want my son, either one of my sons, to be one of those persons who feel like they can't communicate how they're feeling. Which poses my second question. When you are feeling some kind of way, do is it just based on how you communicate with others that will determine how you seek advice or help? Like my husband is a true introvert. So that explains to me a little bit of why we have horrible communication skills with one another. He, um, if you're not within his little circle of friends, he pretty much doesn't talk to you. When Drake or whomever brought, uh, wrote that whole song, No New Friends, that, that was my husband's anthem of sorts. And even then, he's not a great communicator with his friends. Like, they don't know some of the things about him, which people can say, okay, well, that's fine. He's a private person. But, like, some of the things that, Especially now that our son is a professional athlete or even just about our sons in general with their performances with baseball. He plasters everything everywhere. And when he needs help, he's not really good at communicating that he needs help. And people may say, "Okay, he's a man. The men are like that. But I um, know otherwise because I've been exposed to different men um, and how they communicate and how they work through things. So it's not completely true. We can't put everybody in the same little box. For me, I grew up where I talked a lot anyway. (laughs) So it was nothing for me to reach out for help and I will verbalize that I needed help. It was 
when I got into a very bad relationship and I was distant and sort of manipulated mentally that I stop reaching out verbally for help. And I tried to show through my physical stance, like I would go over to people's houses and I would try to stay. I would stay as late as I could or as long as I could trying to avoid being within that same place with that other person. So is it the way that you communicate with people that determines how you communicate that you need help, whether it be mental help, physical help, prayer? That's a huge one. I mean, does that help you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> and then I, I, I think I talked about this on another episode where I talk about is it your responsibility or is it the other person's responsibility to figure out or to disclaim what your expectations are in relationships? Like how can you really have a thriving relationship where, whether it be a romantic relationship or like I said before, with children in the classroom, you having those types of great relationships. Um, if you guys do not communicate with one another or communicate effectively and properly that, both parties know boundaries. They know what you are there for, what the rules and regulations are, what expectations are, so forth and so on. Who's responsible for it? Are you responsible for it? Do you, as an introvert, still need to somehow, some way, be able to communicate with another person who you are wanting to extend your circle to, or is it supposed to happen by happenstance? And I'm not an introvert. So these are real questions, guys. I'm, I'm an amnivert. I find, I found that out recently where I have moments where I will go into a shell like a hermit. And then there are other times when I can talk to the tree and be waiting like tree, you're not going to answer me. What's wrong with you? I mean, like I asked you a question, come on now, come with the answer. And sometimes it might just talk back or maybe that's just the little voices in my head. <laughs> Guys, I'm in very good spirits now, but seriously, as someone who is very bubbly, and lighthearted and filled with joy all the just about all the time and can talk to anything to have the opposite and I'm married to my polar opposite I'm I'm not really sure even to this day like how we got into a full-blown relationship other than the fact that there was someone in his circle and that goes to answer the question guys there it goes there was someone within his circle who he was okay with saying something to, asking for help. And that was the young lady who actually was one of my friends who hooked us up on a blind date of sorts. We, we knew of one another. Like I had seen him and I had made some like little cutesy remarks to him, but I didn't know who he was. And he just wasn't on my radar. I was just like, eh. And we actually had classes together. We had one class together. And I remember of, of him um, only because he was with a group of other guys who came into our class. And it was an 8 a.m. history class. And even I wanted to put my head down. But I was like, I'm a, I'm a 
astute and I came to college to get my education and I'm going to be alert and I'm going to participate. It's a little nerdish, but hey, somebody got to do it. And they would literally come in to put their heads down. And I thought, oh, look at these dumb jocks. They just coming in here. They don't really care or nothing like that. But fast forward another year and here I am in a full-blown relationship with one of the guys who I thought was a dumb jock, you know? And again, it came full circle because we had someone who were mutual, we were mutual friends of, but that person was within his inner circle and he felt comfortable enough to say, hey, can you make this connection happen? And so I guess that's how an introvert would work for that particular reason. Um, Because I can't see how introverts would actually like approach the opposite sex or someone who they're interested in and and make the connection. All in all, communication is key for anything in life. Um, it, It is, period. I'm communicating with you guys now and I can't wait to um, share more and more and more with you guys. I'm ecstatic to have this platform to actually talk to you all. And as always, connect with me. I'm not just here to be a voice that you guys hear. I am a real in all of my glory, okay? Follow me on social media platforms that I'm on. I'm on Instagram at just call me J Nicole, and that's J U S T C A L L M E, the letter J N I C O L E. And I'm also on Twitter at two will confirm, the number two will confirm. And last but not least, drop me a line. Give me some topics that you would like to, for me to discuss. Or send me your information. I very well may invite you to be on here as an interviewee. And that email address is just call me J Nicole, just like on my Instagram at gmail.com. Again, that's just call me J Nicole at gmail.com. And until next time, good people, this is your girl, just call me J Nicole, and I am out. Mm-hmm.